Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. Well, amen. Amen. Christ is risen. And that is what we want to celebrate. So I'm going to invite you. I know you might be comfy on your your couch, but I'm going to invite you to go ahead and stand um, for the gospel reading today as we read about the resurrection of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28. So this is Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Let's give our attention to the reading of God's holy word. Now after the Sabbath, Toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for the fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them there and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we thank you for this word. This word, Lord, that proclaims your resurrection. That, that proclaims not just that this event in history is true, but everything that you said is true because you've defeated death. We get to have life eternally. And so, Lord, we pray that in the darkness that is our world now, your light and hope would shine brighter than anything else and that your goodness and your love would be made evident to us in our living rooms and our bedrooms just where we are right now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This is a season of fear. In fact, I think a lot of us are, are, are people who, who we, we, we all respond to, to fear in different ways, and we all have different things that we are afraid of. I, I sort of wonder, what is it that, that you are afraid of? You know, there's some common things that, that people are afraid of. Some people are afraid of snakes. Uh, maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you cursed at me when you saw the snake right below me on the screen here. Um, you know, there's lots of people that are afraid of spiders. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of either of those things, right? Eight legs or no legs, those are not holy things, right? Um, you know, some people are afraid of, of public speaking. What I'm doing right now just terrifies people. Um, and that may actually be a relief because you don't have to get in front of a group of more than 10 people um, at this point in time. But, but public speaking is something that is terrifying. One of my least favorite things that I'm afraid of is clowns. Um, I, I don't like those things at all. Um, I'm not a fan of that as well. 
Um, but I also think probably what a lot of us are afraid of um, is, is not a thing, but it's an idea. And it's the idea of the unknown. Is, is that whenever we find ourselves um, into a future that we don't understand or almost to a place that we're unsure what's going to happen, it can terrify us. And this is really part of, I think, the fear that's going on right now is that we are terrified of the unknown, of what is the next month going to look like? What is the next two months going to look like? What's the next year going to look like? And we, we read articles and, and we see videos and we hear conflicting reports and we just don't know. And so sometimes we might go to great lengths to protect what we know, even if it's not a good thing. But then sometimes the unknowns are just forced upon us. And, really, and that causes great fear. Now, I was doing some research, and, and why is the unknown so scary? And it's really because we like to know our own consequences. We like to have a good idea that if I do this, then this is going to happen. All right? Two plus two equals four. And if for some reason it's not going to equal four, then I'm terrified of that world. Right? This is what we want to do. We want to know that if we drive down the street, this is going to happen. If I go into Walmart, this is going to happen. If I wash my hands, then everything will be okay. But we live in a world of unknown and we are afraid. Now, why does the unknown and this lack of knowing consequences scare us? I think it's because we are people who love control. We like to be able to control things, to be able to see that what is next and what is next and what is next and what is next. And right now, nobody on this earth has control. Nobody knows what's next. Nobody knows the trouble we've seen. And so this is a terrifying world. And I think a lot of us live in fear now, when our world is turned upside down, what do we do when we experience fear? Um, and so one of the, th I, I learned some of this actually watching America's Funniest Home Videos. And so um, as a family, Heather and Micah and Kaysen and I will sit down and we'll watch America's Funniest Home Videos. And one of the things that they regularly do, all right, is they scare people. And that becomes a funny thing for the rest of us is watching other people um, be scared. And what you're going to see is one of two common reactions, all right? is that sometimes when somebody is scared, they're going to just fight back, right? So you've probably seen the video, somebody scares somebody, and then boom, they just punch them right back, right? Because those people, their response to fear is to fight. Other people will just run away, right? Somebody scares them, and they try to get away wherever away is as fast as possible. And so they fly. Fight or flight, these are our reactions to fear. All right, but what does God ask us to do in the midst of our fears? We're, we might react in one way, but how does God invite us as a people to respond in the midst of fear? Now, in our story today, in this great and wonderful story, the, the women who went to the tomb, um, they had to have been afraid. They had to have been terrified. I mean, think about the events that had happened just during the past week. I mean, Jesus entered into town riding on a donkey. There was a parade of people who said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All right, there was, this, there was this great high moment. But then there were some low moments as well. I mean, Jesus overturned the temple and you could see while that was a good thing, the authorities were getting restless. All right, and then the last day of Jesus's life, 
where Jesus, everything seemed to be okay, but in the garden, he was arrested. A few hours after that, there was this mockery of a trial in which he was convicted of who knows exactly what. And then he was beaten. He was forced to carry his cross and he was mocked and crucified. And if they did that to Jesus, the leader of this movement, what would they do to the others? What would they do to the disciples? What would they do to the women? What was going to happen to them? And so I imagine when they went to the tomb that day, they had to be terrified already. Because Friday, Jesus was killed, and then it was the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the day that you're supposed to rest and reflect on the goodness of God. How do you do that when your friend and your hope had just been brutally murdered? And then early on Sunday morning, at dawn, they began to go to the tomb. Because sometimes when there's all this chaos going around, you do the thing that you know to do. I know sometimes when, when I get angry or upset, I will go and wash the dishes because that's at least something that I can do. And I almost imagine the women here, they're, they're like, well, I know I can go prepare a body for burial. I, Jesus needs to do this. I'm grieved we didn't get the chance to do this earlier. And this is something that I know to do. And so they go, even though the tomb was protected, they, they face their fears and they head towards Jesus. And in this world in which they don't know what is going on, in which they cannot see, we believe that part of the unknown is that God was working. And sometimes we are so limited by what we can see that we do not realize that in the unseen, in the unknown, not only are there scary things, but that God is working. And so they didn't know that Jesus had this plan all along. They didn't know that when Jesus died, he gave up his spirit so that he could go and defeat hell and death himself. They didn't know that an earthquake was happening that would not only open up the tomb, but the angels would come down and would terrify and paralyze the guards. They didn't know the stone would be rolled away. They didn't know that the body was no longer there. There were so many unknowns in that world. And I think the same is true for us. We are so afraid of the negative unknowns that we imagine. And some of you, you can imagine every possible negative unknown in the world instead of trusting and believing that God is at work where we cannot see. And in this world today, what we have to trust and what I'm choosing to put my trust in is that God is at work where we cannot see. That God is moving. Even when I don't see him, he's moving. Even when I don't know it, he's working. He never stops working. And so in our unknowns, God is still on the move. And so these women, they approach this weird tomb with angels and dazzling lights and, and an empty grave, and they didn't know what to do but thankfully, God gave them these angels. Can you imagine what, the, what would have happened had there been no angels there to tell them about what had happened to Jesus? 
I imagine if I would have been there, I would have made up the worst story. Somebody stole his body. What happened? I wouldn't have said resurrection. There had to be a more logical explanation. But God sent them angels. Now the word angel actually means messenger. That's what a, an angel is, is it's a messenger. And it's this representative who speaks on behalf of God to the people. And so these angels, they have a message to the women and I think also to us. Now the first thing that they say are these words, do not be afraid. Do we need, don't we need that? Do not be afraid. Now, why are they telling them not to be afraid? The next words are fascinating to me. For I know. Do not be afraid. Why? Why can we not be afraid when they're, when they're saying that we don't know what's going on? Because God knows. The angel says, for I know. I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. I know what you're doing. I know what's going on. In the midst of your unknowns, God knows. And so why can we not be afraid? How can we face our fears? It's because God knows what we're afraid of. God knows what we're doing. God knows who he is and what we need. For I know and then the angels say these great words. He is not here, for he, is, he has risen. This is the key point, and this is everything. Death has been defeated. Darkness has been defeated. Sin has been defeated. Jesus has conquered death. He's not here. Why? Because he has risen and that new life is possible, and that Jesus is the reason that everything can be good again. Jesus is the reason for hope and for light. He has risen. Do not be afraid. I know what you're looking for. He is risen. And then, and then the angel invites, him, invites the women to come and see don't just take our words for it. God invites us in. Come and see what is happening. Come and experience the resurrection. See for yourself. Experience the goodness of the empty tomb. He invites the women to come and see. And then last, he tells them these words. Go quickly and tell. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen and he will meet them in Galilee. And so this is the commandment. The angel has a message for them, which is to go and be messengers, to go quickly and tell. And so away they went. Now, my friends, this is the same message for the women as it is for us. This is the Easter message. Do not be afraid because God knows. Come and see. Hear his word, pray with him, read his scripture, experience the truth of the resurrection. Come and see, he has risen. The greatest news in history. And then go quickly and tell. Don't let it stay in your living room. Don't keep it here. 
Go and tell others what is happening here. So I get it. You're afraid. So am I. I wish I, wish I knew what was going to happen. People ask me, Aaron, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I have my guesses. But the people who do this for a living don't know. It's a scary time. I know there's probably some of you who've lost jobs. There's probably some of you who have had somebody you know or care for gotten sick or even passed away. And, and there will be more of that in the future. Gosh, it's a scary time. You know what? But what does God want us to do in the midst of our fears? Does he want us to fight it and just sort of just go at it? I don't think so. Does he want us to kind of fly away and, and just sort of run away from the, the, the issue that is at hand? I don't think so. I think what God invites us to do is to faithfully embrace our fears, to faithfully confront them and say, even though I am afraid, I will trust in you. I am hearing your words not to be afraid and I'm gonna do my best. It's fascinating what the women did as they left. It says in verse eight, so they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. They were still afraid, but their joy was greater than their fear. My friends, is that, can that be true for us today? Can our joy in who God is and in what Jesus has done and in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, can the joy, can the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that is available to us, can it provide for us the fruit of the spirit of joy that is greater than our fear? It doesn't instantly happen, but when we embrace it and when we face it, there may be sorrow that lasts for the day, the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so Easter starts in darkness, but it moves to joy. And this is what we do. We celebrate that he is risen and he is alive. And so the women, they went with great fear and trembling. Now here's the great thing. Is, he didn't, is the angel didn't say, hey, Jesus is about to come see you on the road when you do what you're supposed to do. No, the, the, the angel just said, go and tell the disciples that Jesus will be ahead of them in Galilee. But when the women acted faithfully, Jesus met them on the journey and they were able to worship him and see him. And so I believe that when we faithfully embrace our fear and we choose joy, we choose Jesus, he's gonna meet us on the road. And so this is my hope for each and every one of you and all of us during this time, is that we will faithfully embrace our fear and choose to joyfully trust in Jesus. And we're going to go and tell other people what he's done. And so really what I want to do today is that Easter isn't meant to stay in your living room. It's not meant to stay with you and your family, but it's meant to be shared. I mean, that is part of what the command was, was to go quickly and tell. And so I have an Easter challenge for each and every one of you. Now, some of you are like, man, like school's not in session. I don't want to do homework. Or you're like, all I'm doing is homework, all right? But this is the best news of all. And so I want you to be able to share your story and your testimony of what God is doing. And I want to provide you just a little way to do that, all right? The first is we are going to talk about before. 
All right? What were we like before we met Jesus? Or it could even be a situation in which we were following Jesus, but God asked us to take a step of faith that we weren't quite ready for, but we knew that God was calling us to. So, so what was life like before? And then there's a how. And how did Jesus meet us? How did God come through in a way in which we didn't think that he would? How did he meet us on the road? And what is life like now after? Before, how, and after. This is what I invite us to do. Because the angel came to the women as a messenger. And then he invited the women to be angels, to be messengers to the disciples. And he invited them to go quickly and tell, to be his messengers. And so that's what we are called to do too, to be his messengers, to tell the good news that Jesus Christ is still God and is still risen and is still on the throne. And even though the world may be dark and dim, the light of the world shines brighter through it and in it. Before, how, after. Because you and I are angels. We are messengers of God. Now, the other thing that he said was to go quickly. So you have 24 hours to complete this challenge. Here's what I want you to do. Write your story and share it. You can share it on Facebook. It doesn't have to be long. It can just be real short. You can do a video. You can type it out. But you have 24 hours. I want to hear your story. I want to see your story. And I want others to know who are experiencing darkness that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And maybe some of you, you're like, whew, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Maybe you just write your story and you send it to your grandkids because maybe they've never heard your faith story. Maybe you just email it to one friend that God has placed on your heart to say, you know what? Before life was like this, but then Jesus met me and after I'm a brand new person. Because I'm here to tell you, without Jesus in the midst of all of this, I don't know how I can have hope. I don't know how people can do it. Because I think all of us, I think of the song Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. This is our story. And this is what we proclaim. So go quickly and tell others that Christ the Lord is risen today. Let us pray. And so Lord, we do pray that, that we would not that in the face of fears, we wouldn't react, but we would respond with faithfully embracing you in the midst of it. And that we would go forward with joy that is greater than our fear and hope that shines brighter than our darkness. And Lord, I do pray that we would have the courage to boldly proclaim your story to someone in some way today in the next 24 hours that we would write it out, that we would share it with our family, that we would share it on social media, that we would find a creative way to let people know that hope has a name and his name is Jesus. Because Easter is not just any other day, 
but it is a day that we proclaim most loudly and most boldly all across the world that Christ the Lord is risen and he is risen today. It's in Jesus' name who conquered sin, darkness, and death and is the light and the hope of the world that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.